to the D, baby. To the ep- Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE, LLC, where we treat you like family. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, from my first album, The JLE Experience. We got another amazing guest for you today. We have the CEO of Heart to Wealth, LLC, and CEO President of the Wetzel Group, Inc., Loretta Mama Soul Wisdom Wetzel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. And I love the fact that it's around family because I do believe in six degrees of separation. Like we're all connected in this mm-hmm. tapestry we call life. So thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate you sharing your journey to help somebody. All right now. So I always have people just tell a little bit about themselves by asking them a few questions. Sure. Let's let's go. Yeah. So tell people a little bit about yourself first. Well. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my professional career in corporate America. Okay. Matter of fact, I actually thought I was going to retire in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I went to work early. I stayed late. I sacrificed precious time away from my family. Mm-hmm. But I thought, hey, this is what I got to do. I'm in corporate America. They're, pay- they're paying me well, right? And I had great mm-hmm. benefits. And then one day, my boss called me into his office. He says, Loretta, he says, we're undergoing a merger and we're going oh, to wow. have to let one of our top managers go. And it's going to be you. And I'm like, me? <laughs> like, me? Like come to work <laughs> getting a graduate degree, doing everything you asked me to do, you're gonna let me go. And I felt like the rug was just snatched mm-hmm. underneath my feet because I went from six figures to zero figures in a hurry. Oh yeah, and, that's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I really was angry. I was angry that I had dedicated so much time to a company, Mm -hmm. um, even though uh, someone had once told me, and I didn't pay him any attention at the time, but they said, never love anything that doesn't love you back. And I didn't didn't understand what she meant at that time. Mm -hmm. Corporations really only no matter how good the corporation is, they only really look at the bottom line, period. And so I had three strikes against me, grace with age, Mm -hmm. literally unemployed, Mm -hmm. two kids, out of state college tuition. Mm. Yep, that's right, everybody say ouch, because that's exactly how (laughs) I was feeling. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. As a matter of fact, I thought for sure I was going to have to call my kids up and say, hello, baby, mama lost a job. And that means you have to come home from college and leave your dreams behind. That's Mm -hmm. what I really felt in my heart. 
and as a parent, you do not want to. No, nah, you don't want that. Children, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I dusted the resume off. I got job offers. They wanted me to start at half of what I was used to making. Man. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, this, this is not working for me. And then a young lady looked me straight in the eye. And I was at a resume networking event. She said, Well, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about starting your own business? And she just said it so matter-of-factly. Okay. Like, here's an opportunity for you. So I went, I checked out the meeting. I brought my husband with me. We looked at each other and we said, you know what? This is what it was meant for both of us to do. And so I started a real estate investing company Okay. back in August of 2010. And uh, two months later, I did my, I entered into my first real estate deal. And then six months later, I exited out of that first real estate deal with okay. a very nice net profit of $80,000 net. Awesome. Now, results not typical. Most people <laughs> don't go out and hit a home run out, out there. So nah, I'm not nah, 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 over nah. anybody's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. But what it did share with me is that I did not have to go back to corporate America. And so I continued to grow and expand my real estate investing business. And then the pandemic hit and I'm still doing the business because I learned how to shift strategies. Okay. Most people think that when tragedy or crisis occurs, like when a lot of people lost their property in 2008, mm-hmm. it's because they didn't know how to shift to the right strategy you got to have more than one tool in your tool belt like batman you're right Batman got a tool for everything right when you're in real you're estate right about investing, that. you don't ever go into a real estate deal without having at least two or three exit strategies lined up because you don't know which one may not work and you don't have a crystal ball That's right true. but in addition to that in 2020 I decided to open up my coaching business for families and entrepreneurs because I wanted families to see, I wanted individuals to see that this was possible for them as well. And so I opened up Heart to Wealth LLC and uh, I've been coaching individuals and families ever since using the tools of entrepreneurship and having a blast. Why did you name it that? Heart to wealth? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I really believe in doing something that you love. Okay. I really believe in there is a way to generate money and add values to add value to others at the same time and allow it to be a win-win situation for them, mm-hmm. for you. And for your companies, okay. all of that involves heart. All of that involves authenticity. All of that involves really listening to what other people are looking for and what they're seeking and providing a, a pathway for them to do the work in order to achieve it. And all of that takes heart. So I named it Heart to Wealth, LLC. And you know, I saw on your web, well, your profiles, family entrepreneur expert. Yeah. That's what I am. And so 
what if you could live your best life ever? Like, I know some people are like, eh, I don't know, is that really possible? But here's the thing. Some people may feel like, you know what? I got this. I got it all together. And then wham, something comes along and you feel like you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And you like, you just pulled up behind a parked car with nobody in it and you can't move. You Ooh. are stuck. And the thinking that you currently have brought you to a place where you are parked. You're parked in your finances. You're parked in your marriage. You're parked in your health. You just parked. And there are limits to the thinking that got you where you are at this moment. And it's only going to get you so far. And so that's why I'm also known as Mama Soul Wisdom because yeah. I share old school wisdom for a new generation. And this is the area I reign in because I work with families and the tools of entrepreneurship. Now, yes, you have a podcast, I'm Love Movement. I yes. Mama so wisdom. Like, okay, that's cool. I believe in individuals and families triumphing over challenges, problems, any tragedies, using love, acceptance, and forgiveness, and also combining entrepreneurship because I believe it is the only way to gain a competitive edge in life for yourself and your family if you want to build true wealth. You got to start with a business that's going to point toward passive income. Passive income is, is the way to build your wealth. And I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to impact 500,000 individuals and families to start their own business. Okay, 500,000. 500,000. I will not rest until that is accomplished. It's doable. Absolutely. Because anything that is created that God has placed in your heart and your mind is totally possible. You just got to allow it and you got to be willing to do the work. If you have the right mindset and you're mm -hmm. willing to do the work, you will be guided to where you need to be in order to make it happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing that now doing this show and moving it to live streaming. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was good with the audio. What's all this? <laughs> I gotta keep keep pivoting, keep learning keep more. Pivoting, keep pivoting, whatever you gotta do. For keep moving, keep growing. If you stop growing, you're dead. If you stop growing, yeah. you're dead. And you gotta be willing to put yourself in situations that are new, and you're going to feel uncomfortable many times. You're going to feel like you want to quit many times and allow yourself grace mm -hmm. and permission and say, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. You know what? I'm just learning. You know what? I'm going to master this. But the key is you don't quit. See, I focus on ROF, not ROI. As a businesswoman, return on investment is important. Don't get me wrong. you got to watch your numbers. But from a mindset standpoint, mm -hmm. 
you must also focus on ROF, which is return on finish. Too many people start and stop and start and stop and start and stop. And they never get to the destination because they quit. They bump up against the wall and it's too hard. But you right anything, about that anything that you finish, you in return will receive abundance. And anything that you leave unfinished will return to you in a deficit. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's some wisdom right there, because that's true. Mm -hmm. So you got to finish. ROF, baby. <laughs> now, how did you come about the Wetzel Group, Inc.? Well, the Wetzel Group, Inc. was the real estate company that I originally okay. started in August 2010. And that's, and that's where I really started. Uh, I've been in business, or my professional career has been over 40 years. Okay. So I've done nonprofit, for profit, and then the last stage of my life is entrepreneurship. And so, uh, over 40 years of experience, I've been dealing with people uh, in all realms, all levels, and uh, it is is definitely come in handy when it when it comes to uh, having a business. And so I enjoy it. This is the most fun that I've had in life. For oh, wow. quite some time now. Yeah, he's smiling the whole time. <laughs> so it's freedom for me. It's fun. It's life. It's freedom. It's the ability to create a legacy for my family. Mm -hmm. It's a way for my family. I have th uh, my husband of forty-two years awesome. uh, in June, and our three grown children. And they help to advise in the business. They each have their own independent lives, but they also function as advisors to the businesses that we have. Between me and my husband, we control four businesses. So okay. we have a lot of fun. That's awesome. Now, why did you start your podcast? Well, I really believe that through the electronic media, you can reach more people. Okay. I really believe that you can share that authenticity, passion, mm -hmm. uh, sending love and hugs through the airwaves is really possible. And so I wanted to, I wanted to reach more people and let people know, hey, Guess what? There are more of us out there than you know, right? There are more of us that gravitate toward love, light, compassion, acceptance, forgiveness. There are many of us who have triumphed over tragedies and problems and, and issues, and they're still standing, and they're here to share their story on my podcast. And so I want you to listen because when you feel like you at that last thread, that last hope, and you about ready to quit, I want you to listen. Because there's some people out there that have been where you've been, and they have been able to overcome it. And if they can, so can you. Yeah, definitely in this pandemic world we live in, a lot of people looking at what am I doing, where I'm going. 
<laughs> yeah, well, and you know, before the pandemic, it was status quo. Oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Go to school, get a good job, work my way up the corporate ladder, you know, live my life. That's status quo. And then the pandemic hit and your loved ones are, are struggling for whatever reason. Some of them had health challenges. They mm -hmm. were impacted by COVID. Some of them lost their jobs. Just all sorts of challenges came up during the pandemic. And the fact that I don't think people really realize that as human beings, we're social creatures. So it's like, you can't yeah. talk to anybody. You can't <laughs> see anybody. You can't hug anybody. You yeah. can't none of that. It was off the table. And people started to have withdrawal, isolation issues because we're social creatures. You're right. And so, and you know that the uh, pet adoption rate just skyrocketed. Because people's like, I gotta get, let me get a dog, a cat, a hamster, something <laughs> in this house. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta I eat about that. a dog, something. <laughs> yeah, I ain't thinking about that. Yeah, a lot of animals need a good home too. Yeah, and so <laughs> now people are reevaluating the way that they work. Some people are going back to work at a traditional nine to five, but they're demanding more flexibility. Some people have chosen to stay at home and work. Yeah. And they're making it work that way. It's not the gig economy. Too. It's the gig economy. It's not just um, you know, uh the 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 drive the car services or delivering groceries. People are doing gig economy stints like being virtual assistants. They're doing many That's other thing. things. I have and seen they're putting that. together four or five different opportunities and working from home because they are realizing that what's really important in life is family. What's yeah. really important in life is your loved ones. Right. And so now people are figuring out a way that they can be close with their family and still generate an income on their own terms. Yeah. And they call this the great resonation. It's going to be in the school book soon because people who still got the job, like, uh, I want credit to do this. I'm out. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Six figure. Like, dang. Okay. <laughs> well, you do need to do your purpose, <laughs> but you're going to leave like that. Wow. Right. Well, and I, and this is why small business is booming right now. Yes. More and more people are starting businesses every single day. Why? Because you don't have the overhead of the brick and mortar. You can start a business with a laptop, mm -hmm. good internet, uh, a mobile phone. You can start a business. Right. And that's what people are opting to do. And that's what I show people how to do. The key is that you got to find something that you're passionate about, that you do it next to breathing. Now, now that could be, I don't know, it could be gift baskets that you're creative and you love to put together. It could be your own brand of makeup that you like to do. 
It could be artwork. It could be jewelry. It could be. I know um, people doing that. <laughs> it could be tutoring services uh, online because you love to work with kids. I mean, it could be any number of things that you can do. But the key is in starting your small business, you got to be passionate about it. And when you do that and know the pathway to take, you can generate your own income working from home. Now you're right. Have there been any challenges? Oh, look, it's always challenges in anything in life. One of the challenges people bump up against is time blocking. Meaning you've got to be able to have the self-discipline to not squirrel out. Be you're distracted because you see a pile of laundry over there out the corner of your eye, right? <laughs> or you're distracted because you uh-huh. forgot to go to the grocery store and there's no milk in the house. Or you're distracted for whatever reason. So working from home, you must master the skill of time blocking. In other words, you set aside a period of time you set aside your money-making activities. Not organizing your desk. <laughs> okay. I'm talking money-making activities. That means reaching out to potential customers. Marketing is the lifeblood of any business. So you are working your marketing plan during the day and always have customers in your pipeline that takes discipline the other stuff do you need to organize your desk yes but you can do that after hours right Mm -hmm. you have to do that during money making activity hours and so that's the biggest challenge in working from home is the self-discipline with time blocking okay and How has marketing been for your companies doing it yourself? Well, I love marketing because I get a chance to talk to people. (laughs) I just shifted from in-person networking events to online networking events. And then your current customers send you referrals, right? And you have conversations with them. And you find groups who have similar interests in what you do. That's where I find my customers. And you just talk to them because it's not about, how do I put this? You're in business, but money is a byproduct. Your main focus is adding value by solving a problem for your customer. When you can solve a problem for your customer, they're willing to pay you whatever you ask them for because you are taking away their pain. You're solving their problem. That's your focus. If you come from a scarcity mindset, then um, people feel that. Mm -hmm. I call it scarcity, bad breath. (laughs) And people will run from you. So when you start a small business, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they quit their W-2 job and they don't have the reserves, enough reserve put away to live off of. 
because they think that they're going to be able to just generate income right away. It takes a minute to build your infrastructure and to grow your, your clientele. Yeah, at least good. And so if you don't have money reserved, it's okay, but keep your W-2 job so you can keep a roof over your head, food on the table, and your basic necessities paid for. Your phone, your you know, your utilities, your mm-hmm. lights, your gas, right? Whatever that you got to do if you have children, uh, whether or not they have extracurricular activities that you got to pay for, those things still need to occur. So I encourage people to start their own business while they still have their W-2 job. And then you're going to work some hours. If you're not a night owl, you're going to learn how to, you're going to learn how to work some hours. You're going to learn how to work during your lunch break. You're going to learn how to take extended bathroom breaks while you work in your W-2 job. (laughs) You're going to be able to figure this thing out, but you got to be able to work it and grow it to the point where you have so much income coming in, then it's okay to leave your W-2 job. Or as you say, you tell your boss, you know what? You costing me too much money. I got to let you go. <laughs> and that, that, that's a turnaround right there. That's a turnaround. There you go. Yeah, I found myself with my company, at least from 2 to 11 sometimes, interacting with people. Might do a meet and greet with them, see what time worked for them. Yeah. You do learn how to work efficiently, and that's where the time blocking comes into play, especially when you're working your nine to five job because you are, you have uh, an obligation to work your job, Mm -hmm. right? That's your credibility, that's your name. You've got to do it and you got to do it well, but that doesn't mean you can't also build your own business. And then if you're fortunate enough to have a Monday through Friday, you know, because some people, uh, you know, I used to do shift work. So I remember those days when I had Monday, Tuesday off or even worse, I had split rest Ooh. days off where I had Monday off, had to work Tuesday, I had Wednesday off. Those are the worst because you don't really ever catch up on your sleep. But I remember the shift work days. I remember working nights and then coming home and having to sleep during the day. As a matter of fact, I watched my father do that for many years. Mm-hmm. Worked for the uh, post office at night. Okay. And then uh, he got up in the afternoon. And now I'm about to date myself. Fair warning. But <laughs> he ran a newspaper distributorship in the okay. afternoon called the Chicago Daily News. It was an afternoon newspaper. And he ran that business from the basement of our two flat. Oh, wow. Yes, he did. And and little did I know he was preparing me for entrepreneurship. I had two older brothers and a sister. Mm -hmm. My older brothers, they all had paper routes. I wanted a paper route, but he wouldn't let me. He said, no, it's too dangerous for a girl. You can't have paper route. Gotcha. So I had to help my mother with the books. Little did I know she was preparing <laughs> me for running my own businesses. 
And yeah, so you definitely had your books right. Doing that, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, and they never called it that back in the day. I guess they didn't have a they word. Didn't. They, they didn't. They just oh, are you doing his own thing? He's the owner. Like, look, hey, my dad. I hats off. He was a salesperson. He did Watkins. Uh, he used to sell Watkins products door to door. Okay. Uh, lemon extract. Oh me, I'm dating myself. I remember. <laughs> uh, Got gotcha. you. Uh huh. He used to sell full of products. Did he did that too? Um, but then he finally settled on the newspaper distributorship and. Um, I have I had uh, two older brothers and a sister. We just thought it was part of our regular chores. So okay. my job was to uh, stuff the inserts in Saturday morning before I could watch cartoons. So every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. I was up as a kid at six o'clock because I had to stuff the funnies, had to stuff the parade magazine and any mm-hmm. coupons that they had for that week. I had to stuff them into the Saturday edition because the Daily News didn't deliver on Sunday. And so um, that was my job, and I had to do all of them. And if I didn't get it done, I couldn't watch cartoons. And that was just, that was the law. Yeah, cartoons better back in the day on a Saturday. So you (laughs) never want to do that. (laughs) Just cereal and sit down. So everybody had their own role, their own chores. Mm -hmm. And I, th- I thought everybody had that. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Nah, nah. nah everybody wasn't learn entrepreneurship like you was. <laughs> now, then, the new world. Back in, in the day, too, paper boys collected. And so uh, we were responsible, my dad, my mom, and myself. We were responsible for wrapping the money. So I put all the quarters in the $10 wrappers. Okay. And then I had to put the nickels in the $5 wrappers. I had to put the pennies, put those in the wrappers. And then my dad handled all the the dollar bills. And um, my dad always said, I want my money in a black controlled bank. And okay. so there was only one at the time on Drexel Boulevard, mm-hmm. and that's where he had his business account, okay. and that's where he put his money in a black a black owned bank. And so um, I think about those days um, mm-hmm. growing up, and I, you know, I didn't I didn't realize the seeds that were being planted as far as entrepreneurship and. That's the other reason why I really want to let others know what's possible. Because here's what I've seen. I've seen generations of kids Mm -hmm. not going off the four corners of their block. Mm. I've seen generations of kids, and I live in Chicago, I've seen generations of children never even going to downtown Chicago, wow. never being, never going to a museum, never eating at a uh, fancy pizzeria restaurant, wow. never getting on a plane. And so the number one problem that I see for youth today is the lack of exposure. It's the lack of exposure. 
because if it's not shown on television or some sort of media platform, and if you don't see it in your family, if you don't see it in the church, if you don't see it in your neighborhood communities, where are you going to get it from? Where are you going to get it from? I don't know if kids still cut grass or shovel snow like they used to and actually doing it consistent where they go 10 more time they're going to do us for the summer and that's a little business for them right no more right so where 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 are they getting it it's not being taught in schools and when you have if you're if you happen to have a two uh, parent family and that's not always the case Still, people got to go out and work and make a living. So, where are you getting it from? Kids typically aren't going to church today as much as they used to. It used to be uh, the neighbor down the street would see you doing wrong and you get in trouble with the neighbor. You come home, you get in trouble again with with your folks. Yeah, I came up like that. But now it's like you better not touch my kid, mm-hmm. right? So okay, you tell me, Jeffrey, where they getting it from? Where they getting yeah. the exposure? Yeah, because you don't have communities like you used to. You You're starting to see the old school come back a little bit now because they see it still work. So you see many communities forming in areas, but it ain't like it was where it was everywhere. Everybody looked out for each other. And so that's taught you a skill if you maybe that's one another one of the reasons why I started my podcast and I'm on media for exposure so people can hear what's possible. I grew up on the south side of the ship of Chicago in the ghetto. Mm. So all I saw was broken glass. All I saw was vacant dilapidated buildings. They're mm-hmm. not walk through the alley because the rats control that. <laughs> Dang. I remember reading about the seasons, the four seasons, and all the beautiful mm-hmm. gold tone, jewel tone colors of autumn. And I read that book. I said, this book is lying. Like, all I see are dead brown leaves in my neighborhood. I have no green grass. I see brown leaves. I see, uh, you know, vacant buildings, things that are torn down. That's where I grew up. I grew up in that neighborhood. The projects was a stone throw. Even though we lived in a two-flat most of my friends lived in the projects. I had to beg my parents to let me go see my friends because they all lived in the projects and they didn't want me going over there, but that's where my friends were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people came up like that. It do give you something where you know you can make it through. And once you do, you do appreciate like, okay, I came from Section 8 or government aid and now I'm doing this so you're going to understand the value of everything you ain't going to just be privileged don't understand like this just this ain't normal some people ain't living like this right be right. thankful and that's right. real yeah okay 
What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? I'm glad you asked that question. Because, the last I, question I, <laughs> because I actually have a system for success. It's called my 6P system for success. And one of my P's is purpose. And it's discovering your why. You must really understand why you want to do what you do. Most people jump to the how first. They do the process first. They just start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. You start slinging mud up against the wall. And pretty soon, you're like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You're running fast and you're going nowhere because you haven't discovered your purpose. Your purpose leads back to your why. Why is it important to understand what your why is? Because when times get hard, when you come up against that brick wall, when you are surrounded by naysayers and people are telling you, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You just so-and-so and so-and-so from the hood. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to anchor on to your why, your purpose, because that is what is going to keep you going. Now, how do you discover your why? Part of it has to do with being still. You got to be still. In prayer and meditation, I believe, and this is just my personal belief, mm -hmm. but I believe that God speaks to you in whispers. And if you listen to your heart, if you listen through meditation, you listen through prayer, it's going to guide you to what your purpose is, what your God-given purpose is in life. Yours is different than mine. Mine is different from the next person. Everybody has their own unique purpose. It's up to you to discover it. Journaling is the second way to discover your why. When you journal on a daily basis and begin to write down your thoughts, you begin to discover trends and patterns is the same thought just keeps coming up in your mind over and over and over again. The third way to help discovering your why is being in a place of gratitude. When you are in a place of gratitude for the small things first, mm -hmm. how you do small things is how you do big things. And when you are in gratitude every single day and you write that down, you will soon discover your purpose because you are thankful. You're thankful for your breath. You're thankful that you woke up this morning. You can find a million things that you can be thankful for on a daily basis and you give thanks for that. And soon you will begin to discover your purpose because your focus is on gratitude, on adding value to others. In return, you're, you're actually adding value to yourself by adding value to others through gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. That's the last uh -huh. thing. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're grateful for the small things, how you do small things is how you do big things. 
And as you are journaling gratitude on a daily basis, that will also help you to discover your purpose, your why, because not only are you adding value to yourself, but you're adding value to others. And when you focus on adding value to your to others, it's gonna come back to you many fold. I agree. That's, that's some awesome wisdom that you put out there. That's well, thank you, Jeffrey. I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing your journey and wisdom. Helps one find their purpose. It's gonna help somebody or multitude, I do believe, because you've been there, done that from both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> there you go. And, and you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. You just yeah. gotta be willing to take that step toward fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling your dream. Is it scary? Yes. Can it be tough? It can be. But it's so worth it when you get to the other side. It's so worth it. That's true. You gotta take that step. Leave God got you covered. Amen. Yep. Amen. And what you put out in the universe, if you're consistent with it, the resources will begin to show up in your life. But what happens is people will put something out there and then they snatch it back. And all the universe is saying, well, I'm going to give you everything you asked for, but you got to stop changing your mind. Right? <laughs> That's fear. That's fear yeah. talking. And that's when people start and stop and start and stop and they quit. But if you start and you stay with it, the universe will send you all the resources that you will ever need to accomplish your dream. And they come in many packages. They don't yeah, always believe in that myself. <laughs> I'm leaving it that myself. Out of the mouths of Bay, mm -hmm. it could be from a senior citizen. It could be from anywhere in between. It could be somebody that looks like you or, or they don't look like you, right? Mm -hmm. But you got to be able to listen and realize the resources that are being placed before you that you've attracted if you pause and take a look at it and realize, oh, this person was put in my life for a reason, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah, I, I see mom so with me. I, I see that. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a big mama knowledge right there. <laughs> Need more of that out here. <laughs> I really do. I definitely want to thank you for sharing your wisdom and journey with people that's going to help. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I hope and, you enjoyed uh, yourself on the show. You felt comfortable. Absolutely. And I have a free gift for your listeners. Okay. If they go to mamasoulwisdom.com, mm -hmm. on my website, there's a tab that says free downloads. And they're welcome to have access to those resources. And one of my favorites is the two-word secret for success. Okay. I share the two word secret for personal success. If you log into that 
and and do what's shared in that particular gift you will be successful so yeah i have them go to mamasoulwisdom.com and they are welcome to that free gift just click on free downloads no when i when you see the latest episode i'll put all that in there so you know what websites to go to check out that information because good stuff all right I definitely want to thank CEO of Heart to Heart Wealth LLC and CEO President of Watson Group and Mama Soul Wisdom Herself.com for sharing her story with you today. Appreciate you doing it. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's been an honor and a privilege, and we've had so much fun together. I certainly enjoy and appreciate what you're doing in Detroit City and across all the airwaves because now you reaching more than just folks in in yeah. right now you got, a, you got a shy town <laughs> connection now <laughs> for sure we found it <laughs> no doubt we definitely gonna do that i'm just gonna tell people hey check her out uh thank you so much it's an honor thank you thank you until next time everybody Bye-bye.